Chris Lee and Blaine Gilmore of Southeastern 14 here to preview Kentucky's hosting of Missouri teams that Blaine and I have seen the last couple weekends. I've actually seen both these teams. Blaine saw Kentucky and Athens in its game with Georgia last week. Blaine, this game is about as close to a pick them on a neutral field as, as you can get. Usually the home team gets a three-point advantage. The odds makers have Kentucky as a two-and-a-half-point favorite with a 53-and-a-half-point over-under. That makes for a predicted final of 28-26 Kentucky. FPI, SP+, team rankings, and Jeff Sagarin all have Kentucky as a three-point favorite with the three-point home field advantage, again, making it a pick'em game. I think this will be a dandy between two teams that both had disappointing week sixes. Yeah, who's going to bounce back better uh, is is really the the theme of this one. You had a heartbreaking finish for Missouri, and then Kentucky just got blitzed right off the bat and uh, was never was never really in that ball game. So it's uh, two two teams that you know lost in different ways, but still, hey, a loss is a loss, and now they've got to come back, regroup, and try to. Both these teams, Chris, I think are teams that have excellent seasons potentially out in front of them still in terms of yeah. standards of their programs and then and then just what you can accomplish maybe even new year six type aspirations if they if they play very very well so uh still a lot to play for for these two teams and hey you never know what happens down the road with uh with georgia or anything like that so you want to stay right there in contention in the east Let's talk about the matchup between Missouri's offense and Kentucky's defense. Missouri scoring 33.2 a game, Kentucky giving up 21.2 yards per play. Missouri getting seven a pop, Kentucky giving up 5.2. Missouri is running the ball 49% of the time, 4.8 yards per rushing play. Kentucky giving up four flat there, and Missouri getting nine yards of passing play one of the best numbers, maybe the best number in the SEC with Kentucky giving up 6.1. But Kentucky is dangerous when you throw the ball. It can get its hands on the ball and bring it the other way. Max Hairston did that twice two weekends ago. Kentucky turning it over or forcing turnovers 2.5% of snaps. Missouri turning it over just 1.3% of the snaps, which is an excellent figure in terms of discipline. Uh, Kentucky sacked the quarterback 14 times. Missouri's given up 11. I've really loved what I've seen out of Brady Cook lately. Um, I just think he's been so good with the ball, been so efficient, been so good at keeping drives alive. Luther Burden is as dangerous a receiver as there is in this league. And, again, we've talked about Kentucky's pass defense. It's front seven, which is physical and active. I think this is going to be a dandy of a matchup, and particularly on this side of the ball. Yeah, I'm excited to see it, especially after what Missouri – now, listen, there was a, that pick late that obviously hurt Missouri with the pick six late on the last last possession there. But but Brady Cook has been, you know, throwing the ball all over the yard for the last several weeks. And it's not just been Luther Burden either, Chris. You've seen Mookie Cooper and Theo mm-hmm. Wee step up and, and, and Schrader has been running the ball extremely well. So, um, now it is – I will say it's a tough barometer to judge anything off of LSU's defense at this point because it has been yeah. god awful, and and we don't know why they've got more talent than you can shake a stick at over there, and it's just been not very good. So Missouri did take advantage of that, scoring thirty nine points in that previous game. But as you mentioned on the D 
defensive side for Kentucky, they are opportunistic. Even even though Carson Beck didn't do a whole lot wrong in that game when he did force a throw, Maxwell Harrison was right there, and he returned that thing almost for a touchdown against Georgia and set them up for uh, their second scoring drive uh, in that game deep into Georgia territory. So there's two teams that that definitely uh, have strengths on these sides, these, both these sides of the ball. I think what Kentucky is going to really want to do that they weren't able to do to Georgia as well as they probably thought they would is they're going to want to limit Cody Schrader, Nathaniel Pete, limit that run game altogether for Missouri and force Brady Cook, even though Brady Cook has been tremendous on the road, make him throw the ball, you know, 35, 40 times in this game. And if they if they have to do that, even though all the talent that Luther Burden has, Theo Weese has, all that kind of stuff, if they can force Missouri not to be balanced and make them more one-dimensional, I think that'll bode, bode well for Kentucky. Uh, but, man, you cannot deny the playmaking ability that Missouri has on the perimeter. And I'm excited to see those receivers go up against those DBs for Kentucky and then, you know, can they keep Brady Cook clean? Uh, Kentucky, you know, needs to get more pressure, obviously, than they did on Carson Beck. They didn't get home at all. Carson Beck had all day to throw. On the other side of the matchup, Missouri's defense sprung some leaks against LSU's last week, as did Kentucky's against Georgia. And, look, that's kind of to be expected when you play LSU. It's one of the more potent offenses in the country. Missouri is now giving up 25.5 points a game. After that, Kentucky averaging 33 a game. The Tigers, or excuse me, the Wildcats are running it 46% of the time, throwing it 54% of the time, 6.7 yards per play, 5.4 yards that Missouri gives up per snap. Run defense, Kentucky giving up four, excuse me, Missouri giving up 4.2 per rush play. Kentucky averaging six and a half per rushing play. The Cats only throwing for 6.8 yards on passing plays. Missouri giving up 6.4, which is a little surprising with that secondary. The Tigers also only forcing turnovers on 1% of snaps. Kentucky turning it over 2.2% of the time. A lot of that on the back of Devin Leary who just has not had the season we expected, but you know, it has been better than we thought is Ray Davis, who was yeah. one of the few Wildcats who got much done against Georgia. Yeah, uh, he, he did. He did. Okay. Uh, had 59 yards rushing, I think on the, on the day. And, and he was a little bit limited. I think his best run was uh, 11 yards. They just didn't get as much movement as they, they believed that they would against that Georgia defensive front uh, got, got dominated physically in that game. And that's not something you say, really of Kentucky a whole lot. Also, Chris, Kentucky was rather undisciplined in that game. A lot of penalties that really hurt them uh, in terms of, you know, calling back a couple of nice plays that they did have and, and things of that nature. So that changed the complexion of that ball game as well and really hampered their offense, making them play behind the chains uh, early on in that game. And we all know that playing on the road, you can't do that. Now, Kentucky returning home, that night crowd uh, there in Kroger Field, that will be a big advantage to them. I think Devin Leary will play a little bit better at home. Um, but one thing I noticed watching Kentucky in person, Chris, is that Liam Cohen, he schemes guys open. Even against Georgia's defense, there were some guys open for Devin Leary to hit down the field. He missed a couple of those deep. He took advantage of a couple of them. So if he can get a little bit more consistent with some of those shots that they have deep with that play action that is created by Ray Davis being able to run the football and all the attention that defenses have to give to him, then that's that would be big for Kentucky. Now, 
I also think it's possible that they could get Kenneth Horsey back and that would help their run game even more. So they're still waiting on that left guard to be able to get back uh, Kenneth Horsey. But on the defensive side, Chris, I was really surprised that obviously I know, you know, Jaden Daniels is going to do his thing against you when you're playing them. LSU's, LSU's offense is just ridiculous. So Missouri, they knew they were going to give up some points and yards in that game. I didn't think that they would. They thought they would let Logan Diggs kind of run wild on them like they did. Yeah. Um, now, I do think their run defense will be a little bit better against Kentucky in this game because you don't have the threat of quarterback run in Devin Leary, so they can focus a little bit more on uh, on Ray Davis, and they get the benefit of watching what Georgia did, right, too, as well, to, to do that. So I think that's going to be a chess match between, um, you know, Blake Baker and then Liam Cohen. You got you got those guys that are going to be facing off on each other scheme wise over there. So I think it's going to be a game that okay, who is able to who's able to win at the point of attack, right? Because that's really where yeah. Kentucky beat Florida. If you can win at the point of attack, those line yards they they keep a stat now, Chris, called line yards, and Kentucky was elite in line yards, meaning the the yards that their offensive line was responsible for going into this Georgia game. Now that stat doesn't look so elite <laughs> after after this game. But havoc rate for for Missouri, 17.3% of the time they're creating some kind of havoc, tackle for a loss, sack, tip ball, uh, interception, fumble. So they're, they're pretty active on that defensive front, but they've got to play a little bit better uh, disciplined defense. And I'm excited to see the matchup. A couple other things you need to know. Penalty yards. You mentioned Kentucky having issues with discipline. That's popped up a few times this year. 68 yards per game and penalties. That's one of the worst in the leagues. Missouri's 54 yards a game. Uh, not great, but not as bad as Kentucky. Special teams, uh, despite having the thicker kicker uh, and Luther Burden, if you need him in returns, uh, Missouri is ranked 96th. And special teams by FP plus Kentucky ranked 16th and is pretty solid in most phases of the game. All right, Blaine, when we get down to picking games, I look at Kentucky's defense and I trust it more. I look at Missouri's quarterback and I trust Brady Cook a lot more than I do Devin Leary. Who would have thought we'd been saying that before the season? Yeah. Um, but bottom line is I, where I started with this is this is a pick em game, according to the computers. And, and it happens to be in Lexington. I think if this had been in Columbia, I'd pick Missouri. It is in Lexington. I'm taking Kentucky, especially at night. Uh, what do you think here? Yeah, I mean, when you look at it in terms of the, the those line yards, like I mentioned, there's a stat out there that, that keeps up with how much your offensive line is responsible for the push that you and, – and when you're – when your play's creating the yards for your running back and things like that, Kentucky still almost three line yards per play that they're averaging on things. So even with that performance against Georgia, I think they're going to be very, very physical up front. It is a night game, as you mentioned, at Kentucky. Home field advantage has been huge this year, Chris. Just go look at all these different games. Look how Tennessee did when they went on the road to Florida. Florida really juiced up by that night crowd. Of course, Georgia against Kentucky this past week. And then, of course, you have uh, now Kentucky with the home game. I agree. These are both good teams. They both have some some advantages over the other. But I think the physicality up front, Ray Davis and them wanting to get back on track, running the football a little bit. Um, I think you, I like Liam Cohen and them to, to, to scheme up a few things and be more physical. I'm going to go Kentucky in a close one at home. 
Can't wait to see this one. We'll probably be talking about it when it's done on our Saturday night live stream. So best way to get that, be sure to hit the subscribe button and hit the like button if you don't mind. That helps our analytics and help us helps us get found. For Blaine Gilmer, I'm Chris Lee. We're Southeastern 14. Thanks for watching. We'll see you again soon with more SEC sports content.